Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Hello, this is Gillian Tabor, physio, and I'm here today to present some research that has recently been published in the Journal of Equine Rehabilitation. I've chosen this paper uh, because I think it will be of interest to quite a few of our listeners, whether you are involved in therapy or bodywork, or you've seen sort of recent trends on the internet for various tools that you can use when you're training your horse. So this paper is about the use of balance pads. So balance pads are the foam sort of squares or oval shapes that you can stand your horse on. So they're placed underneath the horse's feet and they are sort of said to have a a range of effects. Basically, they provide a slightly unstable surface depending on the density of the foam. So some are sort of really quite firm and are almost sort of just like a, a solid step. And then others are a lot more squishier. And you can imagine just like us, if we were standing on that kind of material, uh, it changes the challenges to your balance. So the softer it is, the harder you have to work at balancing. Or if you're relaxed, then you can have sort of quite a, a, a sweat a wobble on top of these pads but if you want to try and keep yourself nice and still you have to use various sort of muscular activity to try and maintain equilibrium so we call that uh, that movement that wobble on um, the the surface postural sway and there have been a number of papers up to this point investigating postural sway usually they are done on a force plate or on a pressure map and what it does is it measures the trajectory of the center of pressure which is a vertical line up to the center of mass of the horse uh, the, and the center of pressure effectively um, sort of draws a, a, a shape on the floor in the base of support so much like in the old days we used to have uh, our wee balance boards and you used to stand on it and you saw a red dot that was approximately between your feet uh, and if you leant forwards the dot would move forwards and if you leant back it would move backwards and uh, on those balance boards you could actually measure how good or how small your postural sway was And we know with people that as you have um, weaknesses or pathology, neurological deficits or things like sort of osteoarthritis or frailty as you get old, the amount that that centre of pressure moves actually increases. So you get a larger postural sway uh, and that can link to actually the risk of falls in humans. And when we look at the equine research, there's quite a body of literature that has described what happens to that postural sway if horses are either suffering from neurological deficits. So, you know, maybe they've got compression of the spinal cord. So, you know, they are a wobbler horse uh, or they have been uh, medically uh, induced into sedation uh, and that increases the postural sway. 
But recently, um, probably the last decade or so, you can um, look at um, products that you buy, so these pads that you put under the horse's feet, to either, and this is sort of what confuses me a little bit about the um, genuine reason for using them, is to whether you are looking to increase the postural sway, uh, in, in which case people talk about their horses going into sort of quite a, a soporific relaxed state where they are, are swaying or wobbling and they seem really calm and they talk about being tapped into that parasympathetic rest and digest state versus the actual use of them to try and recruit the postural musculature to have the horse stood up on the um, platform, the the foam pads, uh, to get them to work hard to stand really still and in equilibrium, so to have a reduced postural sway. So some of the um, research that's gone before this paper that I'm going to talk about was a study um, actually by one of the co-authors in this current paper, but they looked at postural sway and horses that had lameness issues and they found with rehabilitation that the actual postural sway reduced. They also measured the postural sway on a force plate, but with and without the horses standing on these balance pads and found that after a program of rehabilitation there was less postural sway both on the force plate which is um, you know solid platform and when stood on the balance pads on top of that force platform Uh, so suggesting that the rehabilitation reduced the postural sway and that was being a good thing This also um, aligned with changes in the size of the multifidus muscle. So multifidus is one of the deep stabilizers uh, that lies alongside the spine. It's actually only one of the muscles that we consider being part of the core uh, muscles. It's not um, the only one, but it's the one that's easiest for us to measure because we can use ultrasound imaging to image the borders of the muscle so that you can actually measure the whole muscle cross-sectional area. And we know from studies where we've looked at the use of baited exercises. So, (laughs) Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com using carrot stretches it actually um, has a benefit that it increases that size of the cross-sectional area where we know that if we've got pathology we have a reduction in the size of the cross-sectional area of multifidus so it's all all sort of linked 
Um, there is a big market for these balance pads. Um, you know, they're not expensive in terms of, you know, buying a saddle or buying a lorry for your horse, but they are a piece of equipment that people would have to pay for. Uh, the ones that they used in um, this study were actually the Surefoot pads, which you can find on the internet, but you can actually also buy pads that are um, off of um, <laughs> companies like Amazon. You know, they, they're called Pilates pads or yoga blocks. Um, the actual sort of density and the, the size of them is going to vary depending on whether you want your horse to be stood on a firmer surface or a softer surface and whether you want to induce swaying to have that uh, relaxing effect or whether actually you are trying to recruit the postural musculature to actually work hard to stabilize the body in a sort of non-loaded situation so in that um, stationary position and I won't say static because they're not standing static if they're swaying but they are stationary they're not moving their feet so on to the paper so the title of the paper is short-term use of balance pads on postural sway and um, musculus multifidus cross-sectional area in horses it's published in the uh, new journal journal called the journal of equine rehabilitation and it is actually an open access paper so i will um, put the link to the paper in the um, show notes or you can google it and i'm sure you can find it the authors are jessica cathcart Catherine ellis and valerie mormon and um, they are um, producing this at the University of Georgia, the College of Veterinary Medicine, which is in the uh, USA. So Catherine Ellis, as I said, has um, co-authored the paper on the postural sway in horses rehabilitated with lameness. And actually, I looked up the papers of Valerie Mormon and have seen that um, she has published on the use of technology to measure postural sway. And that is another thing that interests me of this paper, because uh, I don't have access to either pressure mats or force plates. Um, quick uh, note, if anybody out there has got a spare £100,000 and I'd like to pay for that to go into our research lab, that'd be amazing. But in this paper, they used uh, another bit of technology. So going through the paper, as with all papers, the introduction provides the rationale for the study and gives a, a short literature review. And they talk about the multifidus muscle and how it's related to stabilisation of the thoracolumbar spine, which is um, you know, quite sort of uh, confidently understood in both man and um, horses. And then they talk about the research on standing on unstable surfaces. Um, they're quite right. They say there's no study evaluating the horse's use of the balance pads alone. As I said, it, they were included in the study of lameness, but um, it that was a, a, a measurement tool rather than a, an actual effect generator. So the object of the study was to evaluate the effects of short-term use of balance pads in horses. How did they do this? Well, they um, present their methods quite clearly and I've read through and you you could reproduce them, which is always a sign of a, a clear paper. You, you should be able to take the methods uh, and copy them and see whether you get the same outcome. They actually had six horses in this study. They did provide a sample size. Six does sound uh, quite low, but it's quite common in these projects. It's also, um, you know, it's quite difficult both economically and uh, from a sort of monetary and a time-wise to do this on larger sample sizes. But I, I would think that this would fall into the um, sort of a pilot or preliminary study sort of size when it comes to sample size. 
But they used six mature, healthy quarter horses, and these horses were on pasture turnout, so managed the same through the duration of the study. Um, and um, it doesn't say whether they are not being ridden, but I assume because they were on pasture turnout between the sort of intervention times, um, they weren't being ridden. So what they did is five days a week for four weeks, they stood the horses on firm balance pads. And as I said, these were the green surefoot pads from Murdoch Method. So they had five minutes of on them. Um, if the horse sort of came off the uh, pads, they put the horse back on again. So it was a total of five minutes each time. Uh, they got a nice picture of a horse um, tied up doing it. And uh, during the standing on the pads, the horses actually had access to food at chest height so that that would encourage them to stay on it. Before they did the study, they actually looked at whether the horses were lame. So for this, they use objective gait analysis, which is good to know. They use the lameness locator and there were a, actually a, a variety of lamenesses that they found um, and uh, they record, record these before. So at baseline and then at the end of the four weeks. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. So how they measured postural sway, and as I said, this interests me and I'm going to uh, look into this further, is that actually they put a portable media device, which happened to be an iPod touch, strapped to the top of a roller in a um, forwards and backwards alignment and it was set horizontally and they used an app on it to measure the postural sway when the horse was stood on um, a hard surface so on concrete on flat ground and then also when they were on the balance pads they state that they try to have the horses in a square stance, which is where the legs are orientated vertically or the cannon bones are vertical. And they had five, 10 to 15 second trials for each of those conditions. So imagine actually that was, um, you know, it's fairly easy kit to use. It's probably in the real term with six horses trying to um, have them all stood, well, obviously not at the same time, but have them stood there doing this measurement. Um, it, I, I would like to try it and practice and see how many attempts it took. Uh, they then extracted the data um, because it was uh, collected in a data logger uh, and then were able to measure the amount of movement um, for analysis. Because they were interested in multifidus, um, they also had the equipment available to them. So they measured the cross-sectional area of multifidus at um, thoracic and lumbar levels. So they went T12, T14, T16, T18, L2 and L5, which um, fit to previous studies. Um, they talk about how they do that and they used the, um, the methods that have previously been validated and published. They actually clipped the area of the skin above it so that they could know that when they went back four weeks later um, they were able to remeasure. The investigator um, Catherine Ellis 
is obviously experienced at doing this. She's done this in uh, previous studies as well. Uh, however, she was not blinded to the trial or what the horses were undergoing. And actually, uh, and all full credit to the authors, they do actually talk about this in the discussion. The limitation is there was no control group and the measures were not blinded. The measures coming from the lameness locator and the data logger on the horse's roller to measure postural sway are obviously, um, they can't be biased by the operator, but the ability to um, bias multifidus measures is, um, in previous studies, the person doing the measurements has also been blinded to either the group or the level um, or um the horse when they've been doing ultrasound imaging. So that's the limitation. That's why I think this, you know, should be titled a, a pilot or a preliminary study. So what did they find? Well, um, five of the horses had a moderate hind limb lameness. Um, and then after the treatment, there was a, a variety. So two no longer had hind limb lamenesses, but three were the same. And the one that wasn't lame at the start actually had a mild left front limb lameness. Um, so I don't think there's anything conclusive from that with regards to whether balance pads has an effect on lameness because of those changes. So they then report on the postural sway and they say that um, between baseline and four weeks, there was a significant decrease in the medial lateral, so side to side and forward backwards range of motion after the four weeks. So what I'd be interested to know um, when they report on these is actually the effect size of that change of range of motion. So we know there's a de decrease and it is statistically significant, but it would be really good if um, authors could present the uh, clinical um, significance. So, you know, what is biologically useful in terms of those number and the, the, the data that they present. So there are some nice images of longissimus and they present the data in tables, but there was not a significant effect of time on the median multifidus asymmetry. Um, though there was a slight difference of different locations, but there wasn't a significant effect of time and spinal location, uh, spinal um, location on the asymmetry. So what did they conclude? They, from their data, they can say that there was a change in the postural sway after the four weeks uh, compared with the baseline. And that was demonstrated by um, a reduction in that range of motion. And they suggest that that is an improvement in postural stability. Um, there is some sort of ongoing discussion wider than this paper as to what you mean by stability and how much stability is good and at what point does stability become stiffness? Um, that's an interesting question and does it depend on the starting range of motion as whether you want a, a, a different change in that? For instance, if you have a, a horse that has a reduced range of motion, are you looking to create mobility? Or if you have a horse that's hypermobile, are you looking to create stability? So that is a, a sort of a complex, broad discussion point that um, I, I sort of think about when I see the words postural 
stability. But um, it is quite conclusive that their range of motion did reduce and they were able to measure it with this tool uh, resting on the horse's back, which I think is quite nice. It would be interesting to know whether or not the, the change in the postural sway then affects the spinal motion during gait. From this study, we can see that it, it didn't really um, have a conclusive effect on the lameness, but actually if we could then put IMUs on the horse's back or use 3D motion capture, what would be happening to the actual flexion extension ranges and the actual displacement values, either in a sort of up-down or side-to-side -side movement of the horse's back? You'd expect perhaps there'd be less side-to-side, -side, so less medial lateral movement, but does this result in an increased dorsoventral movement? And does this occur in the whole body throughout the spine or in specific areas around the spine? I don't know, I'm just sort of hypothesizing and it's an extension from this preliminary study. The hypothesis from the authors that the multifidus cross-sectional area would be um, greater, it was only sort of partially supported uh, and it was only significant at both um, sides at T14. But T14 is an interesting part of the horse's body. It's right underneath where we sit. And also it's an area that has been highlighted as a, a more frequently diagnosed with back pathology. So, you know, is this an area that's more likely to have a change? The other factor is that they only did four weeks. And when we think about the studies that have used baited exercises, certainly the, the one from um, Dr. Narelle Stubbs that, looked at 12 weeks. Uh, when I did my racehorse study on multifidus, we looked at six weeks. So this is sort of quite a short time to um, see hypertrophy, uh, so that muscle growth. So maybe, maybe if it was increased, uh, the study had a longer duration, maybe we'd see a change of um, muscle dimensions. And actually that is something that is discussed in the final section of this paper. So they talk about the um, limitations of the study, saying that there was only one type of pad that was used. Um, they talked about whether or not they were in a, a standing square position. And they also self-critiqued about the fact that the cross-sectional area measurements were performed by a single unblinded observer, which might introduce bias. So I always like to see that the authors have recognized that there are limitations to the studies, um, methodology. Uh, there always will be, uh, may not be completely possible to blind or, or randomize. Um, but what would have been nice with this paper, we have you know another group of horses that were measured um, on the on the hard surface and on the pads at baseline, then didn't do any intervention, and then measured again on the hard surface and on the pads, so that then you could see whether it was an effect of multiple standing on the pads or whether it was just that um, you know one time that they learned to stand more still on the pads. Um, so there are you know. That there's potential for this train of study line to be taken further and yeah I'll be looking out to see whether or not these authors have more in the pipeline. But sort of in conclusion it's interesting to show that there obviously are changes when the horses are standing on the pads. Um, there's there was no reports of any side effects, any danger to them. Um, you know I've 
I'm not recommending everybody rushes out there and buys buys the pads, but if you've got them and you use them or, or you um, have somebody that um, recommends them, then they may be um, you know, a useful addition to providing some sort of training uh, stimulus, some movement variability. However, at the moment, we don't know the bigger picture. You know, how does this fit into how the horse moves dynamically and what effect does this have on function? And then also, if you've got a horse that has an underlying pathology, is that a good thing or um, a bad thing to use these pads? Um, These are all questions that I'm throwing out there. I wouldn't expect this, you know, this one paper to answer them, um, but it always is a sort of stimulus for further thought processes and further discussion. So um, please do read the paper if you are interested in it. If you've got any comments or you want to discuss it further, then obviously please do get in touch um, and uh, look forward to continuing the discussion. So thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.